Props to you, man. You really rocked on. I know. Did you hear that? Did you hear I wailed? I'm really impressed. I totally. I I I wanted to go over the top for the opening of this show. And I I got to say, I did not know you could get that. I I didn't know you could get that kind of sound out of an acoustic guitar. Hey, man. Yeah. You You know, know, there's an iPad uh, app that I use. Uh, It's called uh, Rock, Rock, Rock It Out. I don't, I don't, I don't know where I'm I going fuzzed, with that. I, f- I fuzz tone. Yeah, I fuzz tone. I put a <laughs> uh, put some pickups on the thing and uh, run it through a grunge box. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then I had some uh, reverb and uh, and then I, uh, I, I went in the studio. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Anything right. for the show, well, man. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that, and we yeah. appreciate you, dear listener, for another episode of the Brian Trust. Yeah. Yes, hello. If you couldn't have guessed by that wonderful rockin' opening this week, did you just say uh, wonderful? I did. I had a worse joke than that lined up. So, so this week, uh, obviously, because the movie opened, we are going to be talking about Wonder Woman, or Mm -hmm. as I like to call it, Hercules. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorry, I got to get the puns out early. So, Mm. no, um, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman. It, well, we'll get into some of the spoilery stuff a little later in the episode, not too deeply, mainly because I, Brian, have seen it, whereas mm-hmm. you, Brian, have not yet seen it, just because of scheduling. Epic fail. Life got in the yeah. way. And isn't that, isn't that, uh, wasn't that what John Lennon said? Life is what happens when you make other plans. Yep. You and know, that's what that happened. Just, <laughs> Thanks, John Lennon, for ruining so, my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, oh. Ooh. Um, so I thought what we'd do today then, so we will we will talk about the movie a little bit later, but I wanted to talk a, a little bit about the kind of some of the evolution of Wonder Woman and like the journey in getting to this point. Because this is the first time like Wonder Woman's had her own movie live mm-hmm. action in the theater ever. Mm-hmm. And this character's been around for like 75, over 75 years. Right. It's like, yep. you know, um, I will talk? say up front, it's a fantastic movie. Like un- unapologetically, like not biased. I'm not getting paid to say that. Like it's fantastic. Well, like, I think was, you have it, some good company there. It's got like 93 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, and that was from a higher volume. Like, it was like 98 was the peak originally, right? And it's dropped right. a little bit, but it's still got an A rating in the audience side yeah. and cinema score of like A, you know, of an A. Only yep. the Avengers actually opened with a higher score. Well, and they're expecting a hundred million <sighs> opening weekend. That's amazing. Yeah, now which originally I think it was, and that's just domestic. I think it's over mm-hmm. two hundred million worldwide, um, which is a record for it. And that's the part that drives me crazy. They're like, it's a record for a film with a female director. It's like, you know, guys, who cares? Even well, even Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman, has said, she's like, I don't want to be known as a female director. I want to be known as a director, right. as a, a good director. director. I and know. She's Why do we fantastic. have to? Like she did. Yeah. A, she did a wonderful job with it. Uh, everybody on the film did amazing. The casting was really good. Right. 
Um, why do we have for to the gender? Why do we have to gender specify these things? You know. It's, well, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's always the best of some. Well, it's like baseball statistics. You want to get down into like really nerdy. This is the best of this running from second to third base in an off season, a postseason game when the score right. is tied and. You know, I mean, yeah, but you never hear like this is the highest rate grossing film for a male director. I mean, nobody ever yeah. says that. Well, no, and it actually beat the record set by thank God Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm. Uh, and to be honest, Sam Taylor Johnson, the director of Fifty Shades, I had no idea that she was a woman mm. because I didn't I, I didn't see the movie, and B, I didn't really care. You know, in that sense right. of like, oh, okay, I thought I honestly thought it was a guy, right? Um, but yeah, so Patty Jenkins, Gal, uh, I'm never going to pronounce her name right. Gal Gadot uh, is her name. Is it Gal Gadot? No, it's Gadot. 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 It's it's well because it's Israeli. There's a right. some aspirated. There's like an aspirated T at the end, sort of. Right. I actually have a link with. Uh, let me see if I can find it though. <laughs> there's there's an article about that that I think Slate put out with some video of like how to actually pronounce her name. Oh, all right. And it was kind of it was like a, a supercut of people saying her name. So and and her herself even it was it was pretty funny like mm-hmm. I enjoyed it it was there it is okay so yeah so and we she's had a really that, nice uh, person we talked yeah, about this well, and before that, and she's that's, really and nice that's, yeah and that's some of the stuff I really want to add mm-hmm. too because it's what she brought to the role that right I think really uh, really worked but that's mm-hmm. yeah so there's a there's a whole, there's a whole supercut video of how, of her pronouncing her name and 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 that one's like 30 seconds but that's just her actually mm-hmm. pronouncing her name mm-hmm. which is great because <laughs> I'd rather hear it right from the source right hey before um, we get into the movie movie you know yes uh, oh yeah are we going to talk or or are we going to talk at all about uh like the original comic book that came out and uh oh yeah that's, and how that's what I wanted woman... to talk about that's kind of oh, how yeah. I wanted to talk about first was yeah, let's do that. that idea like some of the original comics I don't know if you have some knowledge of the history of that I've, I've never really been like I never really got into the comic books I do of I have Wonder some... Woman I didn't really get into a lot of comic books like at that time like I I was yeah I just never really was heavy into a lot of comic books there were just a few titles I really right. read as a kid no but as this movie um, came out you know uh, people were mm-hmm. releasing video on like hey here's the top 10 things that you didn't know about Wonder Woman you know yeah and I've been watching yeah. those videos and some of them are very interesting and I know Extremely there was an article um, there was an article that was put out this week about the wife of William Moulton Marston, the guy who created Wonder Woman, and yes. how she was kind of like the inspiration for the character. Right. Um, Partly. Uh, if I can, if I can find that, uh, no, I saved it to my. I have yeah. My, my reading. So his stuff, wife, her, the personality. That's not what I wanted. Okay. His wife's. Well, here's what I read and heard. Uh, his yeah. wife's personality uh, is Wonder Woman's. The body type of Wonder Woman is actually was actually their live-in lover. Olive, this woman named Olive. So they had they had an arrangement. <laughs> yes, they had an arrangement. So uh, William and his wife had a live-in lover, and so Wonder Woman was the combination of wife's personality, but live-in lover's body. And um, from what I understand, uh, they were pretty high, heavy into some uh, bondage. Right, if, you, if I can say that. Okay. And that's where Wonder Woman's, a lot of Wonder Woman's, uh, you know, the rope. Yeah. That's where the rope comes in. Well, and then, and, and wait, wait. So, and, and uh, Wonder Woman, here's something I didn't know. Wonder Woman, if she's, 
if her if her hands are tied by a man, she that's like her kryptonite, right? So like if, she, if like if her hands are tied behind her back and her wrists are touching, and it was done by a man, she it, that's like her kryptonite. She can't move. In the if, original, in, in the, the original, original comic books. yes, yeah, that's changed uh, if, a lot since then. <laughs> right. If it if if she was bound by a woman, it didn't work. It didn't take effect. Well, Interesting. And I, think, I know. I was and, like, what? Well, and to me, there, there's two things about that. A, yeah, the S&M kink stuff, that ended up in a lot of, there, there were a few reviews. There was a specific one in Vulture, on the Vulture mm. website, that like talked about that a lot. And it was really kind of, it was borderline offensive. Yeah. Talking way too much about the S&M stuff rather than focusing yeah. on what really was a very positive message in the movie. And I think, right. it, I think it takes away from right. that. Plus, that was 70 years ago. Like, it's yeah. not, it's just not that way. And like, She's not perceived that way. Yeah, it's a lot of retconning and yeah. changing of things, but it's not. That's just not who the character is anymore. No, 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 you know, no. It's evolved it's, a it's, lot. It's interesting so, to go back in history yeah. and see how, like, because DC needed a female. They needed a female superhero. Right? Yeah. They, that's what they're, and it was uh, the company before DC. I forget the name of it, but the the company before DC, after being acquired by DC or turning into DC, they were like, we want a female superhero. Yeah, and that's what this guy came up with. Well, and okay, and the, so yeah, so the comic books existed for a lot of years, and there, um, there's also animated film, a ton. She appeared in a ton of animated stuff for, mm-hmm. from DC, which I'll get to in a minute, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people have voiced that character over the years, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, that uh, so that's that's a good thing. And you and, and I have uh, both watched the seven minute. Well, that's I'm just get, I'm getting to that right now. So the seven uh, minute wonderful, <laughs> yeah. TV. So, well, it was pilot. less than that. It's less than five minutes. It's only about three and a half minutes, and that's all that was ever actually shot. Yeah, that's it. So in the '60s, in the in the late '60s, basically after Batman came out, the Adam West Batman came out. Uh, William right. Dozier and those guys, the, the guys behind Batman, got a green light to come up with a pilot for Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and. Needless to say, the version that they came up with is... Uh, Let's what, just say it. It's terrible. I don't, I don't want to say awful because that's kind of over... Was, that's understating it. Oh. It's really... like It's so offensive to, from today's standard, even from, even from then, because they had Batgirl, for crying out loud, right. that was way more effective as a superhero than, right. than this Wonder Woman. This was played like a comedy. Almost like yeah. I'm talking like Don Knotts level, you know, and a Mr. Limpet, right? And comedy. she was a very just, self-absorbed Wonder Woman. Like yeah. there's stuff going on out there, and she's got to go save whatever. She's got to go yeah, save she was Steve. Like rooming in a house or whatever. But but they talked about the fact that she was like hundreds of years old. Like they like they did a mention million. That. I think That's she's like a million years old or yeah, something. Yeah, they said like that. something like that. Whatever. And, and then but she's like she's like gazing at herself in the mirror, like checking herself yeah. out while all. <laughs> <laughs> While Steve is trying to land his plane in this lightning yeah. storm, <laughs> yeah, it was just it was it was absolutely ridiculous, and oh, it was so the, bad. And, and, I, and the link will be in the show notes if you really want to subject yourself to that. Um, you can. <laughs> I don't know. I watched. It, I'm like, I don't know why this wasn't picked up. So well, and I'm glad that uh, so Ugh. they did. So that went away for a few years, and then and then they tried again with. In the 70s, mm-hmm. they tried it again with Wonder Woman. There was the original pilot movie, with the, which starred Kathy Lee Crosby. Uh-huh. And then, you know, and that was, that actually wasn't terrible. 
Mm-mm. you know um and it, and obviously led into a lot of the things you see in what is now like what everybody remembers of wonder woman which is the linda carter series right uh basically when it went to series they recast it with linda carter in the role mm-hmm. and and that's just that's literally what everybody remembers and, and it's a good thing because the, the kathy lee crosby wonder woman she was like in a tracksuit most of the time like she wasn't really wearing right. like the iconic exactly she was outfit, wearing that red so. starred tracksuit whatever the heck. yeah which is fine it's not <laughs> It just kind of diminishes the idea, I think, of Wonder Woman, and and so it so yeah, Linda Carter was just really iconic in that role, and that's really that's the one that's the definitive one that everybody thinks about for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Maybe until now, who knows? Mm-hmm. But and if Linda um, Carter is listening to this, I love you, and we are, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, share a birthday. That yes, you have mentioned that. I think you mentioned that last week too. Yes. Uh, I think she actually shares a birthday with other people. Uh, uh-huh. Well, other people, duh. But I mean, it was. I think I wanted to say Patty Jenkins, mm-hmm. the director of the current Wonder Woman. I mm. think she also um, and, and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, J Lo, July twenty so, fourth. Yay! Yeah. yeah, and so I think that. Um, let's see. I forgot where I was going with that. Never mind. Sorry, uh, man. Linda <laughs> Carter. That's the person that we remember as Wonder Woman. Yes, yeah, and I and love so, her. And I love her. And so that 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 was on for three or four years, and that's the one I remember seeing in reruns and yeah. things. And I enjoyed it at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think it it hasn't aged particularly well, mm. as most shows from then did not. Most superhero shows from prior to you know the two thousands really just have not. They don't age well, mainly just because of the effects and things. Right. The seventy well, Spider Man also has not aged well, but it no, was actually a really good show. It was actually a really good show. Well speaking of aging well, uh Linda Carter has aged fantastically. Let's just <laughs> I'm just gonna put that yeah, out oh there. yes, yeah. Oh no, she has. She yeah. just looks so young. And I know uh, a lot of I know I know some people I read some people online were a little disappointed she did not have she did not make an appearance in the movie. Oh um, but that's okay, and I, I don't think that that really... It certainly doesn't diminish the movie. And I think it would have been more of a distraction if she had shown up in the movie. Right. Because I think that's what everybody wanted, but it's like, eh, I'm, I was good with that. I'm like, you know what? Let it let it be its own thing. You don't always have to have a cameo from the previous people playing the role right. in the movie. Do you know? DC like, movies do that? Marvel's good for that. But like, does DC actually do that? DC really hasn't... I don't know them no, to do stuff like not that. not so much. I've seen... Um, I think I'm trying to remember. I can't. Not I'm, so I was trying no, to think well, of this. No, I because, can't think and of especially my... with the DC stuff, because it's gotten so much darker than the original source material was oh, yeah. anyway. On a yeah, lot of those, yeah. so you really it to bring bring that up really because I think they just they want to evolve it and kind of make it more more modern, and I think that that tends right. to diminish right uh, some of that. Marvel Marvel does some does some of that not too much and mm. it's pretty much all Stan Lee anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, uh, mm-hmm. um, anyway, I don't want to distract okay. myself. Okay, so then so yeah, so there hasn't been another appearance of what a live action appearance. There was a another failed pilot in 2011, which um, starred Adrian Palicki, who was in who made some appearances in Supernatural and she's been in a bunch oh, of other stuff, yeah. but it, it the pilot never went to air. Like Do it never even? aired. It never aired and never got picked up to series because it was, it monkeyed with the. It kind of toyed with the uh, backstory a lot. Uh, uh. It was one of those where it was like, 
okay, so she's she's like a CEO of like a pharmaceutical company or something by day, mm-hmm. and and but she still does the Wonder Woman thing at night. Oh, and it was a little weird. Yeah. And and like Steve Trevor was like a cop. Oh, no. And no, no, no. and there was a lot of corporate. In- yeah, it was. I think they were. I don't know if they were trying to be Arrow or what they were going for with that. Uh, but it just. And it was David E. Kelly who who was behind that. And it just and the outfit didn't really. I think a lot of people because a, a, a picture of her leaked oh. online in, in the outfit that they had planned. And oh. it was just a lot of people had some serious serious problems with it. Do we have video and, of this pilot? Uh, no, the uh. the footage from the pilot has never never surfaced. Mm, it'll come up. Somebody and yeah, maybe you know. Uh, I think that it's it's not a bad thing that it's gone. But um, I wish the first one was gone. Yeah, I almost wish I never watched it. But it's it's uh, it's wonderfully terrible. Yeah, Put it's it that way. well, and it and so I think that. And so, yeah, I'll I'll throw I'll throw this up just so you can see what the outfit looked like nah. and the robot. Um, but it's like pants and stuff, which you know, cause oh yeah, I've TV seen this. I have seen just, this. And she's not a bad actress. She she went on. She's been uh, she was Mockingbird in Agents of Shield this uh, the last couple of years ago. Yeah, she had a really good and she did really well. Like I think she's a good actress. I think it was just a bad combination. I think the I think the the story was a little weak. Hmm. And that was the part that I was, you know, and it was just like, eh. And I think they were kind of go for more of how complicated her life is because she she's like the CEO of a corporation. She's mm. fighting crime. And in order, to, and she has a second secret identity just to kind of have, have some kind of normal life away from the CEO job. Yeah. So she's like trying to live in like a little apartment with a cat. Like I'm just sitting there like, what? No, doesn't fit. Um, so yeah, but and and they're going for more of a a Batman thing because you know she's really operating outside the law. So you know the you know the the cops, the Justice Department doesn't like that. Whatever. Right. I'm just like, eh, no, no, no. <laughs> so no, yeah, so, rejected. So yeah, but animated wise, I mean, Wonder Woman's been played by a ton of people, primarily by voice actor Susan Eisenberg, who's really uh-huh. sort of the primary Wonder Woman. She's done it a ton of times in the Justice League cartoon and. And a number of the movies, the the number of direct to TV movies sort of thing, and then uh, Maggie Q of Nikita hmm. fame, and uh, now in Designated Survivor, uh, she's in that. She she did it in Young Justice, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Michelle Laurent. Uh, there's a number of, of voice actors who have played Wonder Woman throughout the years. Susan Eisenberg's mm-hmm. kind of the most well known because she's done the mm-hmm. most of it. Right. Um, and then finally, you get. Batman, Batman v Superman, as as televised on DC Span. Yep. Um, and then Wonder Woman shows up, and it's the best thing of that freaking movie. Yeah. <laughs> to me, she's in it for like ten minutes, but it's like, oh my god, it's amazing ten minutes. It's yeah. so good. Um, and is it and Gal Gadot? Is yes, Gal Gadot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that was when she because she had already been cast in the Wonder Woman movie, and that then so they were trying to build to the Justice League and all that stuff because the. Uh. You know, um, after Man of Steel, because uh, I think the the original plan was Batman. It was it was going to be Man of Steel, and then it was going to be Man of Steel two. Like oh. you were going to do a sequel, but then they changed it into Batman versus Superman because they're like, well, we need to step up actually introducing the Justice League. Mm. Kind of, they changed a lot of their plans around and stuff. Um, mm. 
after Man of Steel wasn't as well received, I think, as they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then, yes, yeah, so now we have the Wonder Woman movie, which is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm trying not to squeeze too much about this. It was, yeah, it, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, I really enjoyed it, um, but we'll get into that in a little and, bit. And you know what? I've been, I've been reading a whole lot of articles where it's like, Wonder Woman's great. But, but it's not awesome or something. I, I don't know. Like, like I, I think you could, if you obsess too much over, if, like, if you really nitpick the plot, yeah. you could get, you know, it. you could get that, and it, and it could be. But to me, it's like I don't really care. Like the right. plot was solid. It's way more solid than some of the DC movies have been so far. Yeah, it doesn't go too grim dark, mm-hmm. which is great. There are moments because you know it's set during World War One, so you right. have to have some. Some disaster porn and and some of that, right. but it's very minimal. So that's what I really liked. And it Good. and and the first half of the movie, there's some genuine like there's still genuine like it's a genuine warming message throughout. But mm-hmm. we'll get to that. I'm I'm still okay. not there yet. So all right, all right. <laughs> I'm just I'm throwing a couple of links up there. One is the um, there's a supercut. There's like the evolution of Wonder Woman, kind of in chronological order. There's just clips of everything that Wonder Woman has kind of appeared in. All the uh-huh. Lego movies and some of that stuff, as well as the the live action, as well and the animated stuff like the Super Friends and mm. uh, things like that. And then there's the the interview we were talking about last week yes. um, from Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon where mm-hmm. she talked about she was kind of thinking about giving up uh, yeah. pursuing a career in L.A. and going back to Israel, and yeah. she have got cast in Wonder Woman. So yeah, yeah, and that's a really good one. There's there's clips all over YouTube about uh, about her and and. The, and the working out, the diet, and like how she got into shape for it, and and that kind of thing. And then, yeah, talking about the filming it while five months pregnant, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bit of it, you know, um, that sort of thing. So that was that was really good too. So there's some there's a lot of good video links in the show notes this week. Yay! Um, so that that will be good. So yeah, so I went Thursday night. Uh, right after work, I was I was gonna go Friday, and they're like, you know what? No, I'm going tonight. I'm gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I had physical therapy for my back, uh, mm-hmm. which I entered a few weeks ago, as I mentioned before. How's your back doing, uh, by the way? Uh, it's okay. It's mostly, actually, most of the stiffness is in my hip, mm. more often than not. And I don't know why, but I've been assured that that will eventually diminish. Okay. And it, it's not its not a lot. It's just it, when I get up and sit down or if I'm sitting the wrong way or, you know, if I'm mm-hmm. lounging in bed or something, you know, I move and it's just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little pain, but it's nothing... Nothing crippling, okay. <laughs> like when it when it first happened. Like, oh my god. Um, so yeah. So hopefully, you know, I still got a few more weeks of rehab and stuff. So we'll see. Hopefully, that things will get better, and then I can good do really crazy stuff like take up yoga or something. You know, Dude, would work you on do some that? things to kind of. Well, I'm not gonna go right into it. You know, I might. I it's supposed to be a fantastic it. yoga. Is supposed to be amazing for spine, yeah. and back, yeah. And- well, I've been thinking about it, so Hips I'm, and all I kinds might. Of stuff. Yep. Yeah. I um I have a friend who she she mentioned she had a she had a go to like video on YouTube that she liked to read. I, I asked her for the link. Um, she hasn't responded, but like, can you share? I would mm. I would like to see that. Um. So, so I wanted to talk briefly about the movie. So yeah, I by the time this movie opened, I was all in. Um. When mm-hmm. the first trailer hit. Originally, I was kind of, and I'm going to share this too in the show notes because this is kind of what sold me on it. Original, oddly enough, the first trailer wasn't bad. I was like, okay, that's mm. you know, I like that and stuff. 
And then somebody recut it with the theme from the 70s TV show. Oh. So then I watched that and went, yep, yeah, I'm sold. Uh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it was. I think the, uh, the intro, the, the theme music, which we played in the intro to the show mm-hmm. a little bit, like I, that turned me off. Hmm. A little bit. And because they used that in Batman versus Superman too, I'm like, that doesn't seem right for her. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I'm like, maybe that's just maybe that's my my man things talking. I don't know, <laughs> you know, it's maybe and just. And so I'm like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll roll with it. And then this was, but this is what originally sold me on it because they. And then I started thinking about, you know, you see some of the behind the scenes stuff of her playing around on set and things. It's like, yay, you know, it was yeah. So I I got sold by the time the movie came out. I was actually really excited. So it was. And so, yeah, so I so I did. I went to the movies on Thursday night w- with the early, really early showings and stuff. Um, and they had, oh my God, just a, an embarrassment of riches with the trailers. So many trailers. Most of them were ones I saw with Guardians a few yep. weeks before. Huh. Uh, there were a couple of new ones, which was uh, Dunkirk, the new Dunkirk trailer mm-hmm. for yep. for Dunkirk. that, which I I do want to see that just because I'm a World War II buff, so I, mm-hmm. I like watching those movies. Yep. Um, and then uh, Kenneth Branagh's adaptation of Murder on the Orient Express. Oh. Um, that trailer dropped as well. It, I saw it online on uh, before I went to the, to the theater. I happened to see it that morning. I'm like, oh, what's this? Hello. Um, so I watched it there, but then I saw it on the big screen as well. And it's it's him and Daisy Ridley and Josh Gad and Derek Jacoby and Judy Dench and Michelle Pfeiffer and Johnny Depp. And like, it's a star. It's it's packed wow. with people. Um and so, if you're a fan of Agatha Christie, go for it. I'm yeah, not sure yeah. how I feel about Ken Brana as Hercule Poirot, hmm. or Hercule Poirot as he—it's the way he overpronounces it in the movie is kind of funny. But and he directed too because he doesn't really star in anything he doesn't direct anymore, hmm. um, or really ever. Like that's always been his thing. Like he'll star yeah. in the stuff that he directs. Uh, you know, Hamlet, Henry V. Um, was the movie him and Emma Thompson did. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was like a weird, almost like flashbacky murder mystery movie that they did. Um, that was supposedly really good, but I didn't. I didn't. I never saw it. Hmm. Um, Not ringing a bell. But that's his thing. And he, but that's okay. He's a good actor and a good director. So that hmm. I'm I'm good with that. That's fine. I don't mind it so much. And and in this day and age, when actors really have to be kind of creating their own content and wearing those hats, like he's he's really kind of a pioneer in that. Yep. Uh, to a bigger extent than people like Lawrence Olivier and, and those mm-hmm. who, who just produce their own work. Mm-hmm. Like he's actually hands on, you know, he's producing and directing and helping write the scripts. And like he was very mm-hmm. all in on that. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. props to him. I don't mind that so much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but they had like, so they had Thor and Spider Man, which is a little weird before DC film, but all right. Um, so they showed those and, and Justice League as well. Um, and Valerian, we talked about that with the Guardians. Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets, the Luc Besson movie. Yep. Um, this version of the trailer was interesting because it's a little more action-oriented than the the previous versions I've seen. So they're mm. really trying to hype up the action as opposed to some of the stuff they were doing with the early trailers where it was like a almost like a relationship between the two here. I'm like, mm. no. And mm. I still don't care so much for the two leads, but that's just me. I'll probably still see it. Because it looked visually, it, looks, it still looks stunning. So like right. fifth element level. Like it's really good, so I, I'll probably see it. Did they show the Hitman's bodyguard? Uh, they did not, 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 not before Wonder Woman. No, that would no, okay. really be appropriate. <laughs> All right, for, 
for that. I, I don't think it would be appropriate for this movie, but mm. um, I've seen it. I've seen that trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks really funny. Um, but that's more of an R-rated. Yeah. That, yeah, that's just, yeah. So, um, and I don't think it's out. I think it's going to be out for a while mm. still. So they showed that during the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, see, that, there yeah. it made more sense. That makes more sense. Right. Right. Um, yeah, Wonder Woman didn't really. That doesn't make a ton of sense. It was a more. It was all kind of like dramatic mm. trailers and stuff. So, which makes sense because you're you're basically watching a drama. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. So yeah, no. The I thought the I thought the trailers were all interesting. Again, it wasn't stuff I hadn't seen before. I still, I'm still not tired of that Thor trailer with the Zeppelin playing. And, oh yeah, you know, it was. Gonna be yeah, good. it's really good. Yeah, so it's still, and it still drew a laugh in the crowd when the Hulk comes out. He's like, yeah, like yeah. it still got a laugh in the crowd. It's not as big as it was when it first when it first rolled, but yeah, you know, it still got a it still got a bit of a laugh from the crowd. So it's, yeah, you know, so I I do appreciate that that held up. That's held up. So I'm like, yay. Mm. Um. So. Yeah, okay. So I think, uh, well, I can't, I don't know how much more I can dance around the movie <laughs> at this point without sounding the spoiler horn. Do it. We have eaten up half the episode, so that's, you know, I've, that held out longer than I thought I would. So, you know, it's kind of... Sound the alarms. Huh? Yes. So I will now sound our plot-specific spoiler horn. If you have not seen the movie yet, either skip the rest of this episode, and thanks for listening, or pause the episode, go out, go see it, uh, this weekend or two or three times and then come back and we can talk about the movie because mm-hmm. uh, I want this movie to make a lot of money <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> it really deserves to make a lot of money Yay! Um, okay so I will now sound the spoiler horn <laughs> nice little callback, you know, as we were talking about the 70s. You know, I gotta, we got to throw a little. There you go. Linda Carter made her appearance as, in, in this you. podcast. Thank you. Sort of. You know, she's going to be at the Palm Springs Comic Con in August. First ever <gasps> Comic Con appearance anywhere ever. But I don't know if she's actually doing autographs or anything. I think because she, she's on a concert tour. And I think she's actually just performing at the Comic Con mm. that weekend in August. I think it's in August. I thought about going. I'm just just for the heck of it, you know. I'm like, hey, it's another Comic Con. Maybe that might be interesting. And it's Palm Springs. What? A, that's a nice place. In August, it's gonna be hot. Yeah. Well, that's why I was like, eh, maybe not. Well, I you're used to here. it, though. Well, yeah. It's, it's gonna be well, like springtime for you, Palm Springs. Maybe. Yeah. But as long as there's not a lot of outside walking, I'd be I'd probably be okay with it. <laughs> as long as it's all indoors, yeah. like it is here in Phoenix. I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. Uh. Or most of it is. You have to. You still have to go outside to walk between the buildings here in Phoenix. Right. Unfortunately, well, Phoenix but. is closest to the sun this time of year. That is true. Like, uh, not so much lately though. It's been. Uh, it's only yeah. It's it's finally up to where it should be on mm. average, where it's like 105, 108 mm. uh, now. But it, it was down in like the mid 90s for quite a while. Like last week at, at Comic Con, it Oof. was pretty nice actually. It really wasn't bad. I don't think it got up over 100 until, like, I don't think it actually hit 100 until, like, Sunday, the last day. So it was... It gets yeah. in the 90s here, and we're, like, dying. Well, you got a lot of humidity, too. Mm, not so much. Not in the well, Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's you're talking like somebody, if you go like Midwest or something, or or even East. That's when you get all the humidity oh. down in Florida, and, Florida, yeah, oh, in the south. My mom talks about that. She lives in she. They live in Nashville, and she talks about that in the summer when it gets really hot and it's humid. And and um, I was talking online in the Facebook. I, I'm a, a part of a Facebook group that's uh, like audiobook narrators and stuff. And somebody oh. mentioned a thing because we were talking about how do you cool your recording space. I think somebody mentioned this one thing, but it was, um, and they were talking about living in Florida and stuff. I'm like, well, I live in Arizona, so you have my sympathy. You really mm-hmm. do. I, I was actually interested in what they were talking about. It was just like, but yeah, you have my sympathy. So we got in a whole conversation. He's like, well, you know, if, if somebody, somebody else said like, well, if you have a humidity spike, you know, it'll, it'll actually help that. I'm like, no, it really doesn't. Cause then it's mm-hmm. just 105 and like humid. I mean, sticky. It, it, it's what we call monsoon season. Like it does happen Ugh. later in the. It'll happen in like August and Ugh. probably in like late July, early August. We'll get a lot of storms as the systems come in from California. We'll get like daily storms and stuff, and it just makes it humid. And it's still like a hundred degrees out, and it's a little. Bit, uh, mm. I, I'm not a big fan of monsoon season, but it evaporates really quickly too. So it's not so it doesn't. It's not for long, but it's long enough. No, whatever. Anyway, we've sounded the spoiler horn. Yeah, we so, did. I will talk about the movie. I will try to keep it as spoiler. I, I will. There will be spoilers because the Go plot ahead. is Don't the pull any really, The plot is really straightforward, which is Diana grows up on Themyscira or Paradise Island as we know it, and they do reference it as that later in the movie, mm-hmm. um, just kind of as a joke, mm-hmm. uh, as an in joke. But she grows up there. Um, Steve Trevor crashes on the island. That's most of the stuff is basically what you almost everything you see in the trailer is pretty much most of the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically Diana has been raised and her mom's been very specific about the fact she doesn't want her to become a warrior. Right. Um, but she still gets trained by her aunt um, and Tybee who's played by Robin Wright. Who's fantastic. I was like, Oh my God. It's like, Yay. and because I've been watching house of cards, the current season of house of cards as oh, well yeah. at the same time. And so it's like, they're two very, Mm-hmm. Opposite characters, but not they're, they're both very strong. It's like mm-hmm. really because one's really good and one's not so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I don't want to spoil House of Cards, but you know, it, if you've seen, if you watched any of it, you know what she's like. Um, so yeah, it was fantastic, but it was really interesting to see her in this like buff action role, which you've never really seen. No, it was a very different part for her on camera than, right. than most of the other characters she's ever played, right. but still a lot of authority and really, right. yeah, it was really cool. Question. So yeah, so Steve Trevor crashes on the island. Hang on, wait, and okay. and the Germans show up, oh, for you. right behind him for some bizarre reason. Yes, I'm sorry. Question okay. to you in the back. Uh, so Wonder Woman, the origin of Wonder Woman in the comic books and in the early cartoons and stuff was mm-hmm. that she was molded from clay. Yeah, and and her mother tells her that too. Okay, because uh, uh, she asks as a little girl, and the the actress they cast is young Diana. Oh God, adorable. Oh good. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. Like she was really good, and uh, yeah, the whole the whole sequence. And I really like the fact that they, all the other actors that were playing the Amazons and stuff, took on Gal Gadot's accent. Like they didn't ah. force her to get. They didn't force her to lose her accent. They just had everybody else adopt it. So that's like the native ah. tongue of of Themyscira and stuff. So it's there's a little shad shading to it, but it's yeah, it was really well done. Cool. Um, so I li- I appreciated that they did that. And so yeah, then the Germans show up and there's a fight. Uh, basically. Because they're chasing Trevor, Steve Trevor, mm-hmm. uh, who it looks like he's a pilot. He's actually a spy for the British. Ah. Um, and so, I mean, he's American, but he's over there as part of the expeditionary force. He was spying for the British. And 
General Ludendorff and his associate, who you see is the woman in, with the partial face, you know, the Phantom yeah. of the Opera style mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who they nicknamed Doctor Poison. Um, but the, they're trying to come up with basically she's developing mustard gas and like a much more efficient mustard gas than they oh. used and things. But this is like right. The movie takes place in World War One. It's in twenty eight seventeen, like right before the armistice. Oh. So it, basically, the war's almost at an end. They're still fighting, but it's like they're negotiating. Like the British and the Germans are negotiating already mm. uh, to end the war. And Ludendorff, who's supposedly like the the commander in chief of the German army, doesn't want that to happen. Mm. So he's working with uh, Doctor Poison. I'll just call her Doctor Poison because I, I I don't really uh, Doctor Maru I think is her name or something like that. But mm. uh, so she's he's working with her to keep developing these weapons so they can keep fighting. Because with mm. the only way to save themselves is with these weapons, because they think mm. they can force either a more favorable armistice or actually win the war, mm. which is what they want they, to wipe out the bad guy, wipe out the enemy, so they can win. Um, so Steve's job, Steve was trying to report back because he basically stole her notes. He was on, he was in disguise as a German pilot, uh, and basically stole her notebook with all of her notes about what she was doing, Ooh. and so. So she and Diana leave the island. She leads, She chooses to leave the island with him and take him back to London. Um, but in return, he takes her to find Ares, the god of war, who's been kind of missing. Oh. But they think, but she has got it in her head that he's responsible for the war that's going on. Because oh. that was his goal. Like, supposedly he, so, so supposedly Ares is the only god left. Like, he killed everybody else. Oh. Um... Because uh, he got in an argument about man, because he was jealous. He was, you know, partially he was jealous of man, you know, mankind as a creation, and and just that they were not as good, inherently good as everybody believes, including the Amazons, hmm. or at least including Diana. <laughs> so, what follows in London? There's, you know, the the comedy stuff you've seen in some of the trailers. There's a lot of fish out of water gags and hmm. things as she. But I love the approach because she comes into it basically. There's a lot of naivete to it. But it's a really good night in that sense of like wonder and be like, oh, this is amazing. She thinks the city's hideous, first of all. Yeah. And I think they comment on that in the tra- in one of the trailers too. And they're like, welcome to London. It's hideous. I'm like, yeah, you know, you get used to it. <laughs> or, yeah, I think Steve's like, yeah, it's not for everybody. But, <laughs> but it's like she meets people and she sees a baby for the first time. She's like, oh my God. You know, she's like super excited about Ella and just just taken aback by everything that she sees. And she's stunned that men won't take her seriously because she's a woman. So there's a lot of that, too, mm. early on. And that's right. the thing. But the nice thing is they get all the comedy out of the way early. Mm. So they do this stuff. Once they leave to actually go to the war, whatever, it's just gone. Like, mm. all the humor is gone, which is very appropriate because it's World War One, And, like, it right. was a devastating, dark time, and it's shot that way, and it works really well. Um, so Steve and his band... Technically, officially, they're not allowed to go do what they want to go do, which is go to Germany and stop them from making this gas. Mm. But on the sly, uh, this guy, Sir Patrick Morgan, played by David Thewlis, uh, who you saw, he was like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Re- uh, Professor uh, Remus in the Harry Potter movies. Mm. He was like the werewolf guy. Oh, yeah. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. him. Um, so he basically co- uh, comes to them on the slide, gives them a little money and says, officially, I don't know what you're doing, but unofficially go, go take care of this. Mm. You know, so they go and there's some, and that's where you see her coming up out of the trench and cause she's in disguise, like in regular clothes. 
uh, up to that point and then hops into the outfit and is basically in, in that outfit to the, for the rest of the movie ah. for the most part, except for the dress. You, Cause they see in the trailer, the blue dress right. thing. Yeah. There's a moment yep. when they get to the villa. That's really, really well done. Um, but what I really, the, the main things I really loved about this were Steve Trevor. <laughs> it's funny because this movie, there are points where it almost does not, where it almost fails the Bechdel test. Oh, because if you think about it, no, if you think about it, all the stuff on Paradise Island is fantastic because mm. there's no men until Steve, until, until Steve Trevor shows up and she's totally just like fascinated with him, mm. not like in love with him, but it was because there's a there's a bunch of comedy as they're sailing for London. There's a whole thing at night where they're trying to get some sleep and like he doesn't want to lay, lay down with her even though they were both fully clothed. It, yeah, it's super awkward. Yeah. And funny thing was, it, it's terrific because basically Steve Trevor is the Bond girl of this movie. Ah. Still completely capable and all that stuff, but obviously way outclassed by the hero. <laughs> yeah, right. Because she could kick everybody's ass. Right. It's just like, oh, okay. That's like the first scene. You see that in the trailer where, where she's blocking the bullets and stuff. Mm, right. And he literally catches like, oh, okay. Because he's telling her, stay back. Right. He can't, you know, she blocks the bullet and he's like, on second thought, go ahead. You know, like you're good. Yeah. <laughs> so she kicks everybody's ass. It's terrific. Hey, uh, um, and I love the, how they subvert that. So like through the rest of the movie, they really kind of subvert that trope a lot. So what's what's the Bechdel test for those that might not know? The Bechdel test is basically Bechdel. Bechdel. Bechdel test. It's Bechdel. a. It's, Bechdel. It, the idea is supposed to be whether a work of fiction feature. The uh, the goal is it's at least two women in a scene. Could be more who talk to each other about something other than a guy. Oh. Like, there are no men involved. That's it. And so that was... So you get to some points where it's... Well, and, it, and it's mainly... When they're talking about guys, it's mainly about their relationship to guys. Mm. And that's the thing. That Then it would kind of fail the test. And Wonder Woman, it doesn't. It comes really close. Mm. But it really doesn't... It actually doesn't end up failing. The, it does pass the Bechdel test just by a hair, I think. I think it it's it's pretty good. I mean, it, it's very solid for that. Um, so that's kind of the yeah. That's basically that's what it is. It has to have at least two women who talk to each other about something besides a guy. Hmm. That's it. You know, and she does. And basically, she's talking about war. She's talking because when she talks about men, she's talking about mankind in general most uh. of the time. And so that's kind of that kind of helps. Right. Well, it's very fitting for the character because where yeah, she's from, well, yeah. there's there's no men. Exactly. There's that, and um, and so the idea of war, and that's what I'm saying is she's she is convinced that Ares is the one who started the war, mm. and in fact she becomes convinced that General Ludendorff actually is Ares. Oh, and so it becomes this thing where basically she she and Steve are on two different missions because his goal is to stop the gas, her goal is to go kill Ares because mm. that's kind of because she's stolen this sword that they that they call the God Killer. Oh. Or that she's told is called the God Killer. That can it's the only weapon on Earth that can kill Ares. Oh, um, so she took it to go fight him. She basically snuck into the tower where it's kept and stole it. Huh. Uh, and so that's yeah, and that's a really great scene too because that's kind of where she did kind of discovers her powers in terms of leaping, like her super strength and stuff. Really comes to the foreground. Like it was a really good scene. Right. Um, and so there. I love the fact they kind of subverted the whole damsel in distress thing with Steve Trevor. Uh, There's a point where he gets out of the bath and like he's naked 
in front of her and like he's covering himself kind of in that very <laughs> in the way like most women would when they're yeah. talking to the hero at first right. like it's super awkward and played for laughs and it works really really well like i mm-hmm. thought it was very funny they don't upset but that the entire half that conversation feels like innuendo ah. Unin- unintentional innuendo like even diana's like yeah you know but she's aware of men and like reproductive biology because they have a whole conversation about it on the boat and she's like very scientific ah. like yeah you know because she doesn't care. Like it like right. their their teaching have said, you know, reproductive men are necessary for reproduction, but that's it. Yeah. Like not for pleasure. Like it's <laughs> not for pleasures of the flesh. And like, oh. Ooh. Yeah. And he's all like, oh, oh, okay. Um, you didn't bring a copy of that, did you? You know, so there's stuff like that where it's like, oh, it's such a guy <laughs> thing to say. And I was like, Chris Pine is fantastic. Like note perfect as Steve Trevor. I thought it worked really well. Because he's a guy who's not all gung ho about his job. Right. He's kind of doing it like you never you don't get a lot of backstory as to why he's doing what he's doing, hmm. but he seems kind of driven to actually do what's right for people. Right. And I, I appreciated that. I would have loved to have learned more about that a little bit, but it's not then it turns into his movie and it's not his movie. Right. So they pick up so basically they go to the front with they pick up what I call the Wonder Kids, which is basically Steve Trigger's gang of like misfits. You know, because you gotta have a, a gang of multi ethnic misfits to go with you now. It's it's of mandatory. Course. Right, of course. So you've got Samir, who's Arabic, and he, but he's like an actor who's really good. He's 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 face from the A team, basically. Oh. Um, you've got uh, Charlie, who's the sniper, who's oh. a little crazy. Um, mainly PTSD, essentially, is what he's, oh, he's yeah. just. He's got he's a little off his nut, drinks a lot, but he's really he's a really good shot. Although you never really see that. <laughs> Which yeah. I find interesting. They say he's a really good shot, but he's got a major block fever. Like he really not good at pulling the trigger. And then they have the chief, who's the uh, literally the Indian of the group. Like he's a Native American who's over there. Like they never really say why he's over there, but yeah. he's just kind of you know making money. He basically smuggles things. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting group. I feel bad because they didn't really do much with those guys, and they almost weren't necessary to the plot. Hmm. Except for the fact that they needed more people to complete their team. Right. So none of them die either, which is great. You know, I do appreciate that. They all survive ish. Uh, <laughs> ish. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, at that part I will spoil, but yeah, it's so, so no, so Steve Trevor dies at the <gasps> end. Like the big climax of the movie. Well, he sacrifices himself to prevent yeah. the poison. Like the poison's all loaded on this giant bomber plane. And so he, he basically hops on and, and takes like Captain America, essentially. Hmm. In reverse, like if, uh, if Agent Carter was Captain America and, you know, it was kind of like in reverse, he basically destroys the plane by blowing it up to oh. prevent the poison gas because fire, because it's all hydrogen based. Uh, and so fire will destroy all this gas. And so basically he does it. To, he sacrifices himself while she's off fighting Ares, who apparently does exist. Oh, um, and that was the big that was the other kind of big surprise. So she does. They get to the place through a series of adventures and things. So as you get to the place, she's absolutely convinced that Ludendorff is Ares. So she kills him. They get in a big fight. He's been taking these, these drugs, basically sniffing steroids or something that Dr. Poison has given him to, but it enhances his strength and vitality. So he's basically putting up a good fight with her. Like she, and, and he was a soldier. So, I mean, he knows how to fight. Yeah. Um, so they, they get in a good fight scene, but she wins and kills him and nothing changes. Oh, like her, she was convinced that if she kills Ares, the war would immediately stop. Yeah. Um, so, and then she gets in a, what I think is the best conversation be, between her and Steve. 
Because she's confused. Like, she doesn't understand why the war didn't stop. And Steve's like, you don't get it. Ares doesn't exist. It's man. Like, we just... It just happened. Like, it's guys. It's yeah. people. That's just who we are. Like, we're good, but not all that good, you know? And mm. and it's very painful, like, the argument they get into. Because he's still trying to stop the bomb. And she's, like... She is shocked by what she's kind of discovered. So she's yeah. kind of absorbing that and doesn't go with him. Oh. So she stays there. Like she's kind of almost brooding, not quite brooding. She's like trying to parse it out in her head. Yeah. And she turns around and in the tower is Sir Patrick, the guy who oh. sent them on this mission in the first place. And it turns out he's Ares. Oh. And that's why, like, as soon as I saw him on screen, I went, I bet he's Ares. Ah, you because of the it. way he was, because he was trying to negotiate. Like he was all in favor, quote unquote. He's all in favor of the armistice, but not really. He was kind of playing both sides a little bit. Oh, because and but he says he even says himself. He's like, I can't start wars. I don't have that ability as the god of war. Huh. I don't have the ability to start war, but I can nudge people into it. So he was kind of doing little things, and he was helping Doctor Poison on the sly with little notes and kind of you see some of like he, he, he the big reveals a lot of flashbacks into the movie and like you know and stuff yeah basically and his whole argument uh, with the gods and fighting zeus at the end and stuff was because it basically uh, an analogy would be like lucifer fighting god in the christian mythology oh, yeah. or in the christian story which is that yeah. idea that mankind is not good like they're not and he he's trying to put up that argument so he basically ends up having to fight all the other gods and and succeeds in killing them all um but the amazons were put on earth to defend mankind from the gods essentially because they're good you kind of help help men the idea was that men were there and amazons were created as the women like eve to adam essentially to create balance yeah um really now Ugh, leaf blowers oh um, <laughs> can't hear them yeah, it's over on the, uh, that window anyway, out 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 the bedroom toward the back of the apartment. Um, so, so yeah, so Ares gets in this whole discussion where, and they end up fighting because, you know, he said, you know, it's basically join me and we can rule the galaxy as father and son, sort of thing. You know, uh, one of those. but he reveals, but he reveals her true origin, which is she was not sculpted out of clay and breathed. Basically, it's that's why I called. That's why I made the joke about Hercules earlier. Basically, she is the daughter of Zeus and Hippolyta. Basically, oh. Zeus came down and made made the sexy time with her mom, and they oh. had a kid. So, oh. and that kid is Diana. But she was trying to hide the truth from Diana because she never wanted her to oh. to have to deal with this. Because she was convinced that Ares, because the mom was convinced that Ares was dead as well. Oh. But she didn't trust the world of men. Like she kind of knew what was going on outside. Yeah. Um. So, because uh, Themyscira is hidden by this. Basically, they're cloaked. Huh. It's an island out in the middle of nowhere in the ocean, in the Atlantic Ocean, but they're cloaked, so you never oh. see them. Right. Um, and as it just, Steve just happened to fly through the shit, like it's not a force field, so they just happened to fly through it. Oh. And then the Germans, when they're searching for him, because it's dark outside and like bright sunny inside the shield, and it's like, oh, wait, why is it sunny in here? What's going on? You know, and so they, they come and mass an attack, and that's how the whole thing starts. Huh. But, and so, yeah, so Wonder Woman and Ares fight. Meanwhile, Steve and the Wonder Kids are fighting off the Hun. You know, the Germans, so they can get on the... Because they can steal the plane and blow it up. Hmm. The goal is to actually just to blow it up, but then he just steals the plane. Like, as the plane's taking off, he jumps on because it's, like, the only the really good way to right. to do it. He has a conversation with her briefly uh, after... But a bunch of grenades had gone off around her. She survived it, but she can't hear. Oh. Really? So you never really see that until the very dramatic moment 
where she's thinking back on what he said and uh, because she can she can speak like a hundred languages and uh. all this stuff just because and that's the part that threw me too there's little nitpick things but I'll get to that in a second so then she's she looks up and she can see the plane up there and he's you know it's a very dramatic cut back and forth right sort of thing and then the plane yep. you can see this huge explosion it's like no and then she just uh. boom just basically white beats up everybody Ooh. essentially which is what which is what Ares wants. And she actually is even about to smash Dr. Poison with a tank. Wow. Like, she's right there over top of her, and that's what Ares wants. Like, he wants her to... Because he wants to wipe out humanity, essentially. Yeah. But he wanted them to wipe themselves out. But uh, now that Diana's here, now that he knows Diana's showing up, like, oh, wait, you can help me. Yeah. Why don't we wipe out humanity together? Because you, oh. can, you can be my right hand, sort of thing, you know? And, and so there's that moment of... And then she kind of rediscovers sort of, I, I guess, humanity in a sense, and compassion. And she's thinking about, that's where she starts thinking about, thinking back to what Steve was trying to say to her. You know, is that, I love you. And he runs off, you know, because he basically gives her his dad's watch, which he had had all through the war. It keeps ticking and stuff. And it's like, you know, as a keepsake, because he knew he was going to get on the plane to die, essentially. Yeah. um, To sacrifice himself. And so there's a whole nice little dramatic moment with that, that I was like, it was very touching. You know, it's, um, and so he, she spares Dr. Poison and then goes and wipes out, basically go kills Ares. Ah. I don't know how you can kill the god of war, but apparently it worked. Yeah. Uh, and then the war actually did end. It was sort of like everybody around them kind of comes to that, like the Germans kind of come to their senses. And, and it's really fascinating because they were, because they were working with the poison guy, basically all the Germans that worked for Dr. Poison and Ludendorff were all running around in gas masks. Oh. So it's almost like they were brainwashed because they all take the masks off and they're all, like oh my god the war's over so yay you know so there's you can you palpably see that change that happens yeah and then so then she and the like the wonder kids all survive so she and the wonder kids head back to london and you know they mourn steve's death and and so the the whole movie's presented as a framing device it's essentially a flashback a flashback to her in in modern day because it's picking up from the bit in batman versus superman where he sends her the photograph oh of of her in World War One. If you, I mean, you saw Batman versus Superman, right? Or Mm-mm. no? no? I haven't seen that okay, nope. I recommend seeing it once. You don't have to see it to, I, and see the extended edition. From what I hear, I haven't seen that yet. But from what I hear, it's like thirty extra minutes. Huh. But the plot makes way more sense oh. with the extended edition. So, um, so and it actually is a little less painful to to watch, I guess. But there's a there's a whole thing where where Batman where Bruce Wayne and Diana meet. Huh. And and Superman's at that party too as Clark Kent. Like they're all this weird Lex Luthor party. Yeah. And she's going in to steal data, and that's what Batman's doing. Like he's hacking Lex's servers to find out what he's up to. Huh. And he sees her down there. She's basically there for some of the same stuff, and she's not sure he's not sure why she's there. Huh. And he discovers this photograph from World War One with her in it, not having oh. aged a day. And so he's right. fascinated by this. And so he sends her a copy essentially of this picture. And he's yeah. like this is interesting. I love, basically he there digitally he talks about it first to kind of meet her, and that's yeah. how they start. That's how he starts getting formulating the Justice League, the idea because right. he knows, and that's what all of Lex's files are: is these other superpowered people, so the Flash and Aquaman and Cyborg, and it, it was all the idea was it was all forced to build towards Justice League. But he sends her like this glass etched copy reproduction of the photo, hmm. and set, and the note that he leaves with it is like. Here's your photo. Like I have the original of this, but I'd love to hear the I'd love to hear the story behind this picture someday. Mm. And so that's her flashback is her seeing this this reproduction and actually telling the story, not to anybody, just to herself. Because apparently right. she's a curator at the Louvre. 
So she's based in modern day Paris. She's based in Paris and works at the Louvre in the museum. I don't know what she does. And it leaves so many questions open because I'm like, what has she been doing all these decades? Did she fight in World War II or Korea or Vietnam? Did she just hide out or what? Because the ending monologue makes it sound like she kind of was hiding out. Mm. Like she was just trying to live a disguise as a normal life, even though she's essentially immortal. Mm. Um, and I, I wonder, like, did she try to go back to Themyscira? Did she, even though she was told if she left, she could never come back? Hmm. Like, I'm curious, like, did she try to go back? Did she, did anybody else ever stumble on the island by accident? You know, there's so many questions I have about this. Um, the funny part is the sword that she's carrying, the God, the so-called God killer gets destroyed because Ares tells her that's not the God killer you are. And that's when he reveals her whole origin story about like, no, no, you're Zeus's kid, just like me. Essentially, you're my you're my sister. Right. Essentially. <laughs> you know, so she's like a demigod, basically. Um, mm. whereas Ares is a full god, you know. But I'm like, yeah, you know, come see it. She's she's pretty godlike. <laughs> she can fly, mm. she can she's got the lightning thing when she needs it, as as seen in Batman versus Superman, you know, which is basically Zeus's ability. So I mean, she, she's pretty powerful, you know, and so that's that's why I'm sitting there like, how much did she do? Uh, she obviously wasn't moved by when Superman resurfaced and then Batman was fighting her to come in and get involved. Yeah. Um, as a guardian, kind of a guardian angel of humanity sort of thing. But then it's like, well, what was she doing in all the hundred years before then? Yeah. And I t- said to somebody on Facebook, they're like, forget the Justice League. I just want like 10 sequels of this. I want like one of her in like each decade or so, you know, just do like four or five, you know, pick a few decades out and just see her even right. in the set. Like it'd be fantastic for they did one in the seventies. I think it would be hilarious with her, you know, change up the outfit a little bit or something yeah. just for the heck of it. Like, no, this doesn't work because she's obviously not like an American hero, like the seventies wonder woman. Like she right. is a, a kind of a global hero and that's yeah. really yeah. way more of a defender of the world than, than even Superman. You know, because even right. Superman talks about, I grew up in Kansas. How more American can you get? Right. You know, even he's got that. And Batman, well, you know, he's Batman. So <laughs> you're not going to get Batman being French. <laughs> he's just like, eh, the world is pain. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think he ever would have become Batman. I think he, right. he would have just been smoking black cigarettes on the, you know, <laughs> in the south of France or something. Just like, oh, it's miserable. Miserable. You know? <laughs> they ended up writing books like Camus or something. <laughs> yeah, so... So again, the movie is wonderful. I think it's got a really great positive message about humanity in a way that the previous movies don't. Like they still have Man of Steel still has a message about hope in it. Yeah. But it's buried under all this disaster porn and like the right. grim dark, like, ugh, you know. Yeah. And Batman versus Superman's even worse with that. Um because it, it it even ends because it ends on such a downer, you know, with Superman, you know, with with the end of the movie. Oh, um, I don't want to spoil that for you guys, but if you've seen it or you've read some of the comic books in the past, uh, particularly the ones with Doomsday, you kind of mm. know what happens. Mm. Um, so, but I think that it's it's a very positive movie, and in a way that the previous DC films haven't been. Even the the Nolan trilogy or Man of Steel or Batman versus like none of them have really had that. Right. Even the Burton movies like have never had this kind of level of positivity to them. It's almost yeah. Marvelish. Yeah. In a way, like how positive it is. Like yeah. Right. Um, and it's very like heartwarming and right. Like it's fun at the beginning, and then it's not fun when they go to war, which is the way it should be. Like everything, yeah. all the tone is just perfect all throughout. Hmm. And I think uh, nitpick wise, there's not a 
not much. It's it's mostly I would say like I said the Wonder Kids didn't really have to be there they were just kind of there right they didn't use them enough and I think that's unfortunate I would have loved to see more with Doctor Poison because mm. it's like is she evil or isn't she I'm not really sure you know mm. so there's some of that and but like I said the the plot it's relatively straightforward and it, it, that that's not always a bad thing because it gives you a good hook to, to stay attached so you can really follow the characters. Right. Which is really what it's all about. And so I loved it. I will probably, I know I'm going to see it at least one more time, if not mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really was a fantastic movie. I still wanted, um, it's not going to, but I really wanted it. I even said on Facebook, I really hope unapologetically that it crushes all the Force Awakens records. Uh, like I wanted it to be that good. Like I, I yeah. think it's that good. I think it really is a wonderful movie and everybody should absolutely go see wonder woman. Yeah. Well, from what I absolutely. read and heard, uh, that DC needed to do something different. Yes. You know, and they, and, uh, Oh my God, they succeed with this. And it says right, something about having, kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. And when it says something about having female led projects, not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera and, sure. and that kind of thing. And actress, there was a, a couple of, it happened. There's this new movie that dropped called band aid, uh, actress Zoe Lister-Jones is taken to directing. Hmm. And for her movie, when she, she was directing and producing this film that she also stars in, but she insisted on hiring an all-female crew. Oh. And there was an interview on NPR a few days ago that talks about, and she even talked about how the energy is different on set. It's a more nurturing environment. Like, it's not mean. It's not, you know, it's not overly angsty and I've been on a few movie yeah. sets with guys and then you hear about some of that stuff you take like a Michael Bay set by comparison you know it's sort of like the, the energy is very the energy is read very differently yeah but it, it creates this uh, it creates a much better tone and, and but, but she even made the argument that it's like hire, saying you're going to hire as many women as possible in these roles isn't enough because then you won't hire then you're justified not hiring like anybody yeah because you could say, well, yeah, I can't, f- I couldn't find anybody for this stuff. I mean, even if it's like somebody less who might be less qualified, I should say, or has less experience, yeah, doing that work, you know, that they're never going to evolve if you don't throw them into the throw them into the deep end and yeah. put them to work, right? And I'm all for that. I think it's, um, I have no, I have absolutely no objection to that. Uh, I hope I'm lucky enough to actually work on project. And I've been on a couple of projects I did were directed by women versus the mm. ones directed by guys. Though the women tended, and these were student films, but the the women they tended to have their their crap together, yeah. you know, the way you know more organized. I think they were it, it's more efficient. It was more like it worked, hmm. and the set you know, and they tended they were all fun. Like the sets I've been on working have all been fun, but I think that they it's not it's different. Yeah, the energy is different. It just is in a good way. Like, I think it's a very positive energy and I think it's something that, you know, uh, the film industry could use more of. Yeah, for sure. So, and so I'll be excited. Patty Jenkins is already signed to direct the sequel for Wonder Woman. Uh, whenever that will come, I've been told that the script they're working on is already set in like modern, like contemporary, like modern times. Oh. So I was like, Oh, well that's fair. Cause I was like, I'd like to see them at least allude to world war two. Like some of the stuff she did in between, yeah, I think it's good if they hint at that. You could do it like a Highlander style thing where they have flashbacks. Yeah, like flashback sequences of these other bit, and that way you don't have to spend the money to do like a whole movie like that. You know, a period where you could set in modern day, but to have occasional flashbacks of stuff would be kind of mm. cool. Mm. You know, almost like see, like give her a series, give her give her a Wonder Woman series. Yeah, yeah, she can do that, 
And but I don't know if you'd want to come down to a TV budget for um, for that, just because nah. there's so many cool things you could do with with Wonder Woman uh, in feature films, which is where she deserves to be. Yeah, really, you get the that's the D and and DC has always considered that the triumvirate, like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Hmm. But and but you know, Batman has Batman and Superman have how many films behind them now at this point, and short yeah. and serials and, and right. Not breakfast cereals, but I mean actual yeah. like movie cereals and movies right. and TV and and stuff. And Wonder Woman just has Wonder Woman. I think Batman's got like freaking six comic titles all to himself. Right. You know. And so it's like okay, um, he doesn't need a shared universe with other DC heroes. He literally has his own shared universe with all of the other Bat people. Yeah. You know. So yeah. So absolutely, for the love of all, just go see Wonder Woman. Just there's nothing but love in that movie, and it yeah. So that's you I mean, had you me. You had me at the opening theme song to this uh, to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that plays at points. It doesn't play at the very opening. It plays at the end. Kind of that's like the closing theme of the movie, which I think yeah. is interesting. But and yeah. obviously it showed up in Batman versus Superman. So that's like the Wonder Woman. It's actually labeled as the Wonder Woman theme in Ooh. Batman v Superman, ah. written by Hans Zimmer and uh, DJ Junkie XL. Oh. And I guess which is why it has that kind of electric sort of yeah. Basically, Hans was playing the drums and Junkie was playing the guitar. I guess I don't know. Uh. <laughs> sort of. But uh, yeah, so I think it's I think it's a really solid movie. I think it's uh, worth your time, worth your money to to get involved with it now. It's already available for pre order on iTunes. Wow. Um, I'm probably so, going to spend the money. It's probably worth the twenty bucks to me, like it, like Force Awakens was. Like, like immediately go get it. You know. So what are you uh, trying to say? Did you did you like this movie or something? Or no? You know, I'm a little ambivalent. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like I said, I was excited, and that's the thing. Like to sure. me, it's not that it's it's a good superhero, like a female superhero. It's a good superhero movie. Yay. It's the superhero movie that it should be. That's what superhero movies should be. They should be hopeful and yeah. fun, and and it's kind of like on TV. That's the way the Flash sort of started out. Yeah. Unfortunately, with because it's the CW, things went kind of angsty and dark over mm. these preceding seasons, and this season was just really, like, you know, I'm just like, guys, you got to get away from that seriously. Yeah, you got to rediscover the fun of making this show because he's always yeah. supposed. To, the Flash was always a lighter superhero than like Green Arrow. Sure, you know, Arrow's supposed to be dark. He's he's the bat. He's the low rent Batman. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so. Um, he's, he's, and that's how he was created. He was literally created as another, ba- another, basically another billionaire who decided to be a superhero, decided uh, to be a hero. Right. Um, so, so th- that has that darkness to it and it should, whereas as, you know, as Flash should be lighter, then he kind of shifted all that to Legends of Tomorrow, which is unfortunate because Legends of Tomorrow is a bit of a mess. Uh, so, but I want, you know, I want. I would love to see another Wonder Woman TV series come back. I'd love to see, even if it's on the CW, don't put it on the CW. No, uh, you don't mean that at all. No. The Crying and Whining Network? No. Oh. Well, it is. Everybody's like, oh, my life is so hard. Like, always. It's, it's the Teen Angst Network, so it's kind of... <laughs> the Crying and Whining Network. Yeah. It literally, it's like, or complaining oh. and whining. Like, that's literally all they do is complain and whine about their lives. Wow. Like, you're freaking superheroes. Enjoy it, you know? Do something right. with that. How could your life be so bad? Yeah, well, I get why your life can be... You've got trouble. Everybody's got troubles, though. Yeah. Come on. You know? <laughs> just, just live with it. So, 
Yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. I mean, I, I've admired. I thought Gal Gadot was a pretty good actress anyway. I mean, all I'd really seen her in was the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, but she played with that really well. I think it's, it's hard, and that's the thing. Like, it's, I could see why she was having trouble breaking into Los Angeles, into Hollywood, Uh, when those are the movies you're known for at this point. It's like, yeah, right. They didn't really give you a lot to do. So, yeah. That's kind of fair, you know. Right. And, and given what those movies are, yeah, right. I'm not, I don't, I, I think it's stupid that Hollywood just did struggled with that for the longest time, like trying to find something for her. Right. But I'm glad they did, and this is oh my god. So I'm, I'm actually more excited for Justice League now, mm. having seen this movie than I was before. Mm. So because her and then Jason Momoa as Aquaman, like if you've seen that trailer, that just looks like Batman doesn't seem like a huge part of it. Yeah. Which made it even more exciting to me because like these other heroes seem to enjoy what they do. Right. Like Aquaman, like he's he's just rough and like he's Jason Momoa. You know? <laughs> he's, yeah. just, he's basically the equivalent of The Rock, but he just really loves what he does as yeah. Aquaman, and like he really brings it. Like it's just kind of. So I really and Ezra Miller is a Flash. We don't really know much about him yet, but he seems like the excited sort of Barry Allen. Where it's like, oh my god, I'm totally in. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a lot of friends. I want other people who have abilities. This is great, you know. So, so I do want to. I I am looking forward to it. So I'm not sure. I don't know really know the plot. So I'm a little hesitant about that. But mm. I think I can wait. And I'm curious to see if Superman comes back to life, mm. which is widely expected that he will come back to life. He's, that he's not actually dead because, you know, he's Superman. Yeah, pretty much. Well, mm. you know, it. Yeah. Well, and that's what happened in the comic books. Uh-huh. If you follow, if you read the comic books, I mean, there there was actually a literal series called "The Death of Superman." So it's like, but you know, naturally they retconned it and he came back to life. So you know, yeah. it's not eventually, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see. That was actually interesting back in the day because that was in the nineties. Oh yeah. I mean, that storyline was like twenty years ago, and they're finally yeah. putting it on film. It's like in an in an in an adapted sort of like a very changed sort of way. Yeah. But in the comic books, it became. There wasn't just one Superman. There were four. Oh. There were four. It wasn't him necessarily. It was there were four sets. So there was Superboy, who was a clone created by Cadmus, mm. who could fly. Basically, what he had, he had what they call tactile telekinesis. So he wasn't invulnerable, but he had like essentially a force field. Huh. For all into, but it also helped him fly and could levitate things and like there were certain things he could do. Then there was Cyborg Superman, who eventually kind of went evil. Um, there was. There was another. I'm trying to remember who the other. There was a third one. There were two. Then there, were, then there was Red and Blue Superman, hmm. who were like energy being, like full on pure energy beings. And then there was a fourth yeah. one that I can't remember. Uh, I don't know why that's why I'm blanking on that. And so eventually, but eventually, the real Superman kind of came back, and it was like, oh, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, you know. So that was, um, yeah, it was interesting. For sure, mm. at the time, but that was almost a. I mean, that was almost a year before they brought it back. Like they they were going with these guys for a while, and then I think they realized fans were like, "It's all right," but yeah. no. <laughs> so 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 eventually they brought Superman back and made everything so, right with the world. So I don't think they've ever killed. Off, I don't think they've ever killed off Wonder. They've 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 broken Batman's back. They killed Superman in the comic books. I don't think they've actually actually done anything to Wonder Woman that was that major. Mm. Like they never depowered her. They've never killed her off. They've never you know, left her tied up, you know, get tied up by a man with her hands behind her back or whatever. Right. For long term, you know, a long term prisoner or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd be, in, I'd be, in, I'd be kind of curious to see how she dealt with it. But then again, I sit there and go, well, 
as experienced as she is at this point as old she, I think she could pretty much take anything just like anybody else. And and probably better than most most guys could probably handle it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I'm going to have to go see having this. a normal life. So, yes. I will yes, go see I I sorry I missed it. I don't feel like uh I like anything was spoiled. I will say by this, uh, I yeah, kind of knew some. Of these I will things. say you haven't missed it because it's still in the theater, so you haven't missed it yet. So, yeah. it's, and I think that, and that's the thing, like knowing what's going to happen going in. Like I said, the plot was pretty predictable. Obviously, they're going to win at the end, but that didn't diminish my enjoyment of the film in the moment. Right, and it's like, hey, oh, ah, you know. And yeah. I hear other people's critiques, and I think about, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. No, I don't care. Yeah, you know, it was sort of, you know, I and there was a great article. Um, I'll see if I can find it for the show notes. I think it was on. Uh, I want to say it was on IO Nine the other day or something. There was an article. It was done. It was it was a critique of Wonder Woman, but it was done by four women. Ah, those got them in a room and just talking about the movie. And one, it was funny because one of them was, one of them talked about. Uh, the fact and and the women weren't all like in agreement that it was like the best thing ever. Like it was still good. Yeah. And but they even had their own kind of picky picky moments with it. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. It would be kind of which is which is good because everybody should have their own opinion of the movie. You know, of any of anything. All uh, right. Of course. You know. Um I went, oh yeah, here it is. There, there. The ultimate Wonder Woman analysis by the women of IO9. Ah. I even just I, it drives me crazy that they even labeled it that way, but whatever, mm. <laughs> you know. Um, so I'll have that in the show notes too. Uh, spoiler: Go see the movie first, and then yes. read the article because uh, just a ton of spoilers in there because that's all, all right. they're talking about is the movie. So right. I think that basically they're talking about and and here's the other thing: it was kind of the the movie was great. I will say this one last thing at the end. I try not to get too political. The one thing that drove me nuts was watching the end credits because. One of the production companies in this was Rat Pack Dune Entertainment, which is Brett Ratner's company, because he was kind of involved in some of the Superman, like developing some of the DC universe early on. Yeah. And seeing under the executive producer, seeing the name of our current uh, Trump's Secretary of the Treasury, Steve Mnuchin, oh. pop up, which means I'm torn because now going to see this movie and making a lot of money for it makes him money. Oh. And I feel really horrible about that. <laughs> Um, and so I'm just like, uh, but it's still worth it to see this movie on the screen. I think <laughs> just, well, it makes me feel dirty, but it's still uh, worth it. Yeah. It's still totally worth it. So I like the, see it. the article. Yeah. Oh, fine. Whatever. Um, no, I said, I'm going to go yeah, see it. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, it's, it's, you well, that's the thing. Like you don't see it until the very, like you don't see his name until the very end. I saw, but I saw the company go up and I'm like, oh crap. Is he, uh, st- was he still involved at that time? Uh, <clears throat> But he was because Rat Pack Dune. They were a big producer. They were he was the money guy in Rat Pack Dune, basically. Uh, right. Who made all his money during the mortgage crisis by foreclosing on people? I see. So yeah, and the guy's the guy's kind of a dick. But <laughs> um, I'm glad it went to. I'm glad some of his money went to a good cause, like making this movie. Huh. So um, and some of the DC. I mean, the DC stuff is relatively good. But yeah, this was one of those. And I, they do have a good conversation about Steve Trevor and his role that I liked really well. So good. As well, so yeah, so it was definitely uh, worth reading. It's worth seeing. Go see it a thousand times if you're into that, and just don't have a. If you have that money and don't have a life, yeah, please go see it a bunch. Uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies. Um, and while you're telling them about that, tell them yes, about our show. <laughs> that's true. Yes, you should tell them about this wonderful episode of the Brian Dress, which is now at its end because we were, we're a little longer than usual this week, but it's worth it. 
Um, yeah, so you can find us on our website at uh, briantrustpodcast.com. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast there. You can find it in iTunes. You can take the RSS feed, subscribe to whatever podcatcher is your favorite. Uh, personally, I use Overcast, which I like. There's other ones, Castro, Overcast. and um, mm-hmm. if you're into Stitcher, I guess you can. You, I think you can get it on there and uh, what have you. If you do subscribe by iTunes, feel free to rate and review the show, please, please, please. Um, that'll help it get discovered by other people, and we like reading the feedback. You know, I'd like to see us actually get rated for once. <laughs> like somebody liked us. Do we have um, any feedback up there? Any ratings? Any anything? Um, I don't know. I don't. Think I don't so. even want to look. I haven't, quite, quite I haven't seen it. Well, it's on the. I think it's in the podcast. I think you have to go in the back end in the podcast uh, connect or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, I haven't really seen anything in there um, no, for it. I try. I, t- I tend to stay away from. Uh, but that's okay. We much pre- we much prefer the more direct feedback you can get by going to our Facebook group at facebook.com/slash yes. the Brian Trust. Wow. Um, you can also uh, contact us on Twitter at the Brian Trust. You can um, you can contact us individually uh, mm-hmm. on Twitter as well. I am at Actor Geek. And I'm at B Selkie. Yeah. And uh, I want to close real quick with one tweet here that I that I read. This is about the Wonder Woman movie, mm-hmm. kind of. It's from at Meg Sauce. It wasn't tweeted at me. It just one I retweeted because I loved it. It was really good. And she basically said. No wonder white men are so obscenely confident all the time. I saw one woman hero movie, and I'm ready to fight a thousand dudes barehanded. <laughs> yes, that's how you feel coming out of Wonder Woman. Like it's amazing. Like it's just, yes. it, and that's how it makes you feel. And that's what you need. We need more. We need more heroes of all genders out there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think it's. I think it's important. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this entire spoilerific episode about Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. We will be back next week uh, with another episode. But until then. I go make out with myself in front of a mirror like, uh, what's her name from the 60s? From <laughs> 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 the Wonder Woman pilot from the 60s. <laughs> oh, God. Go, go see the movie.